Floats a five-footer, no good, gets thrown. This floats it in, he's got his triple-double. Congratulations, Alexei Pokashevsky, triple-double man tonight. 15 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. 1-1 is lifted pretty deep to center field. Did we just go back-to-back at the wall? It's gone! Elam, back-to-back with Coleman. A tip of the cap to the captain who airplanes into home plate. And it's two zip Sooners. Trevin Michaels set the 3 2 to Dylan Campbell. Line drive left field. Mooney's in. Yeah! He got it! And you can unhitch the wagon! Red River is even! <laughs> South Carolina begins to celebrate, and it's wire to wire for the Gamecocks. Number one in November, number one in April. The South Carolina Gamecocks are the 2022 Women's Basketball National Champions. And the number one seeded Jayhawks stay atop the pecking order with an 81-65 win over the Villanova Wildcats. KU is all the way through to the national championship game. Black on the right wing. Crossover dribble against Griffin. Gets into the paint. Dishing Manic. Three left side. Got it. Oh, Manic. Ice water in the veins. Tar Heels by two. Rebound secured by R.J. Davis. Davis will dribble it out. And the Heels kick their rivals to the curb on their way to their 12th national title game. And in the process, in the career of the Hall of Fame coach Mike Krzyzewski, North Carolina 81, Duke 77. It's Kansas and North Carolina playing for the national title on Monday night. 19 days to the spring game. Just remind y'all, in case any of you forgot, have amnesia. Hour three, Toby and TJ with you. Monday, April 4, new week. New day, new week. Oh, boy, South Carolina wins the women's basketball natty. 64-49 over UConn. I did see TJ on Sports Center because you know I'm on Sports Center and stuff. I did see that uh, <laughs> they came out with their way too early women's basketball top 25 for next year. Is that right? This may be something I only get access to because I'm on Sports Center. I'm not sure if everybody got access right. access to this. OU number 10 in the nation in their women's Very basketball good. preseason. Very good. Way too early top 25. 
guess it was their top ten, actually. You are on Sports Center. Good mm-hmm. thing you didn't screw that one up because you and I can both agree after uh, grammar issues this weekend. Uh, Twitter needs an edit button. Why cannot? Why can we not get an edit button on Twitter? Yeah, that was. Uh, I I put out a very in- a grammatically incorrect tweet this weekend at some point. I don't remember what it said, but I remember having to go. I read it back and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but by that point, like it was hours later. Yeah. By that point, like way too many people had responded to it to like delete it and redo it. So I kind of had to leave it. So I was like, oh, yeah. boy. "Same thing." Yeah. Same why thing don't they me. have an edit button? There's got to be a reason, right? Uh, I'm sure there is, and maybe someone knows the answer to that and can tell us. But I, if there is, I've never heard why they don't have the edit button. Yeah, well. Just take your time, double check your spelling and everything. No, I thought I had, and then I think sometimes send. after I press send, the predictive text changes it right when I'm hitting send. All right, uh, our ref bracket challenge is down to one game left. Here's your top ten going into tonight. RLJ21 is in the lead, but had Gonzaga to win it all, so no points available to that person, male or female. Oklahoma Johnny and Shane O'Drano are tied for second with 970 points, but Oklahoma Johnny has Kansas tonight. If Kansas wins, Oklahoma Johnny will be our champion. How about that? Taylor and Owasso fourth. Smiling Dog fifth also has Kansas. MCTT tied for fifth. War Dogs 22 in seventh has Kansas. Boy Mom has Kansas. Now that's, uh, is that? Is boy mom Casey? Yeah. It shows me here she's got Gonzaga, though. Yeah, War Dogs has Kansas. Boy mom, oh, I'm sorry, has yeah, Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. But, tied but for yes, seven boy points. mom is Casey. Yes. What an effort. Top 10 finish by the How boss. That? How about that? Uh, all of our three ninth place uh, Luke, MexiFan918, Jerry all have Kansas. And a couple of others Chickasaw Sooner and Minuteman Scott. Uh,. Does anybody have North Carolina, TJ? I don't and think anybody. They do, are they I, even within striking distance? When I scrolled through, I don't think anyone picked North Carolina in the entire bracket. So it seems to me if Kansas wins, Oklahoma Johnny will be our champion. Yes. And if North Carolina wins, RLJ21 will be our champion. Correct. Down to those okay. two. Yes. All right. Very good. After it's all final tomorrow, we'll go through and let you know where all the hosts finished. What are the Thunder doing last? What are the Suns doing the last Suns night, doing? TJ? Like uh, I had on for the last three or four minutes of the game yesterday. I don't even remember what the afternoon game was. The news was about to come on, so I flipped it to ABC, and uh, they were like, "Well, the Suns still have so much to play for," and they were given all these things that the Suns still had to play for, like they necessarily weren't going to cash things in. And then the Thunder beat them last night, so I don't know what either one were doing. How? The um, Suns are the best team in basketball. They are the best team. They've been the most consistent team all year long. They've been. Did they bench some players last night for uh, some I reason? Didn't, I didn't watch did... that game. I didn't even look at the box score. I just know the Hang outcome. On, I'm looking at it. Chris Paul played. Doesn't look like Booker played. Yeah, Booker and Aiton did not play. So that well, your is answer. part of the reason. But they kicked yeah. them. I mean, they. Oh, they blew, blew them out by twenty one points. That didn't help anybody. 
Don't you have a gentleman's agreement before that game starts? Listen, you need to win. We need to lose. Anyway. You would think so. You would think so. It is Masters Week, and Tiger Woods says it will be a game-time decision, TJ. Tiger Woods How exciting is, this? is very much WWE-esque, WrestleMania-esque. He loves <laughs> he loves when the story's about him, and he loves to build drama. <laughs> he absolutely uh, thrives off of it. So um, This is going to go to Thursday. Yes. And we're going to have, from the moment we wake up, pictures of Tiger arriving at the course. There's going to be a helicopter follow his car to the course. We're going to see him on the driving range with every shot. We're going to have medical analysts watching the video. We're going to see him limp his way to the first tee. And then he's going to look up and go, I can't do it, and walk off. Wow, don't tell me that. That's my prediction. Do you think Tiger Woods, I hope he, like I hope he, he wakes up, immediately has his own theme music, almost Rocky-esque theme music that immediately plays throughout the entire house and follows him wherever he goes throughout the day? In his head, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's probably, you know those boom he's boxes playing. that they have now that are... They they are uh, wrapped in your colors uh, of your school. team and your logos and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, if the guy's listening, he was supposed to send me one from OU Texas Weekend. I never got it. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the guy that, like, started the company, and he's like, hey, I want to send you one for free. Just give Texas me your info. baseball. You're not be surprised. Texas baseball enters the field with oh, one do of they? Do boxes. they? Of course yeah. they do. <laughs> <laughs> um. Tiger's got one of those. He's got like a butler that carries one next to him on his shoulder all the time. <laughs> There's got no doubt. The 16th hole at Augusta on yes. the side of it, and it just plays whatever music you. He's playing. He's going this weekend. No, I think he'll play, but if it doesn't start well, that limp will get worse. Oh, I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if we're through nine holes and he's four over par. He might say, you know what, I thought I could go, but I can't. He's not going to embarrass himself, I don't think. At this point, he's like LeBron. LeBron's just trying to hold on to play with Bronny. I think Tiger's just trying to hold on so that he can be uh, out there with Charlie at an actual PGA event one day. So I think that's what we got going here. My, uh, I, I tell you, this Peyton is working with CBS for the uh, PGA Championship. No, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, he's going to be like a spotter for them for the PGA Championship. So he's going to be inside the ropes up at Southern Hills. He's pretty excited about, about um, maybe Tiger being there. You know, I mean, we all are. So everybody at Southern Hills is pretty excited about that possibility. But that starts Thursday. So are we giving away golfers on Wednesday? TV? Uh, we'll have to verify we that know? with Perry, but I would assume so. Yeah, I would think so. Perry, if you're listening, oh, uh, text boy. us. Let us know for sure. This will be the first time since we've expanded to uh, 94.7 FM in Oklahoma City and some other stations. Well, I guess we were on the buzz, but uh, it's going to be a fight to get in Wednesday. You better sleep well Tuesday night, TJ, if... If we are giving away golfers on Wednesday, because it is Gosh, going to be going to be the most I've answered hectic. the phone since the last time we gave away golfers. Did you see the video of Kirk Sarloos at TCU and the umpire yesterday? Mm, I don't recall that. No. Seek it out on Twitter. 
That's where I saw it. TCU got beat two out of three by West Virginia in Fort Worth this weekend. And yesterday, something controversial happened, and I don't know what exactly it was. It appeared to me that the umpires were entering the TCU dugout, so I'm not sure if they have to go uh, into the TCU dugout to look at a review. It's the only reason I can think that they need to go. If they do, that's got to be changed. But the umps are going into the TCU dugout, and Kirk Sarloos, who is now their head coach, says something to Mark Winters, one of the umpires. And Winters turns and gets in his face. And it appears the ump kind of initiates contact. And when he does, Sarloos loses it, goes bonkers, and kind of chases him out of sight of the cameras. So they got go up into this tunnel or the review area or whatever and disappear. Then you see that another assistant coach rush in and grab him and push him back. And he got ejected. Uh, here's a little bit about it I'm reading here. Okay, yeah, uh, watching it here. Ooh, he took off the hat. Now he's mad. So I guess Mark Winters was the home plate umpire in game one, and there was a questionable strike called. Right. Uh, let me see what it says here about it in game three. Uh, okay. Although the umpire's antics didn't necessarily, this is this is uh, uh, from Frogs of War, so it's not exactly unbiased. <laughs> Although the umpire's antics didn't necessarily cost the frogs the game, they were wildly outlandish. During a review situation, Mark Winters and Kirk Sarloos got into a rather heated altercation in the frogs' dugout. Uh, yeah, but what was it about? Yeah, I don't know either, because Kendall Rogers takes. His side, too, and says he rightfully goes berserk after the umpire gets in his face. That's ridiculous, but he doesn't say what led to it on this tweet. It is What ha- what was said is undetermined. It is visible that Winters literally headbutted Sarloos in the exchange. Winters is the umpire. Uh, anyway, it, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this because either Sarloos or Winters and maybe both are going to get suspensions coming out of this. Huh. Yeah, I can't. Like the videos that nothing shows what leads up to this or anything. It's just just an argument. So that's poor planning on TCU's part to have the replay monitors. Yeah. Where the umpires have to go into the dugout to look at them. That's just asking for trouble right there. (laughs) He's hot, isn't he? <laughs> they are hot going back up into that tunnel. Kansas and Kansas State helped the Sooners out yesterday. Uh, K-State beat OSU. Kansas beat Texas Tech. Give the Jayhawks some credit. K- uh, Tech beat them 28-2. to 28-2 on Saturday. And Kansas bounced back and beat them on Sunday, preventing sweeps in both situations. So your Big 12 standings after... Two weekends for everybody except TCU are this. Well, and West Virginia. OSU's at 5-1 and one in first place. They have played Kansas and Kansas State so far. Texas Tech is at 4-2. and two. TCU, 6-3. and three. West Virginia, 2-1. and one. Pretty impressive. The Mountaineers went into Fort Worth and took 2-3. of three. That's hard to do. 
OU and Texas both three and three. Baylor two and four. Kansas and Kansas State both one and five. This weekend you have, of course, Bedlam. You have TCU going to Texas. Uh, Baylor goes to West Virginia. And Kansas State visits Texas Tech. Whew, that video Kurt just sent us, uh, I can see why you'd be fired up the whole weekend if that was how that game ended. Are you looking at game one? Yeah. What, send it to me because I don't know anything about it. I think Kurt just texted it to both of us, I think. Uh, oh, okay. It's a Twitter link, okay. and it shows the pitch. Bases loaded in the ninth, TCU down 3-2, and it is an outside pitch by not just a little, a whole lot. He punches the dude out with the bases loaded. I'm looking at it right game. now. No, nah, that's strike three. Sorry. That's a <laughs> that definite not, strike three. That is not strike three. What do you what do you want me to be sorry for TCU? No, I don't. I'm just saying I I would be uh Let understandable. me grab my tiny violin understandable for TCU. of why you would be upset the oh rest of the gosh. weekend. The frogs didn't get a call. Oh my gosh. Now nah, that's strike three for sure. <laughs> it's a bad camera angle. <laughs> that's what it is. It's the sidearm <laughs> delivery and a bad camera angle. TCU is probably – they're mad because they were unable to use their illegal bat to hit that ball that was too far outside. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Probably. Probably. Did you see the Tennessee-Vanderbilt game on Friday? So get this. Have you seen it? You want me to explain it to you? I did not see it, no. Bitter rivals, right? Both yes. in the top ten. They're playing in Vanderbilt. First inning, game one. Tennessee hits a home run. Vanderbilt asks for the bat to be checked. First inning, game one. They bring the bat out. It's It doesn't have a sticker on it for this series. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see this, yeah. It's got a sticker it's from Tuesday's sticker, game sticker on it. sticker from a previous series, yeah. Tossed out the bat, waved off the home run, called him out. I don't know if the player got ejected or not. That's how the series started. And then Tennessee, I think, swept them. <laughs> the uh, tickets for that game over the weekend were going more than the final four tickets were going for. Tennessee is 27-1. and one. In college baseball, TJ, they just went into Vandy and swept them. Uh, it's, that's, it's almost impossible unless something's going on with your bats or something. Who's their only loss to, do you know? I don't know. Texas. Oh, that's right. Yes. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you this hour, brought to you by RK Black, your office technology solution for medium and small size businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas. Check them out online, rkblack.com. You can give them a call, 405-943-9800. Fax, printer, scanner, document management, network solutions, and so much more. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, my frustration slash anger lies with the bullpen. Why can they not get better? I'm guesstimating. I would say if they could hold a lead, we would be about three to four more wins north of where we are. Must get better with relief pitching in the middle and closing. That's from Rome and Shawnee. Got to get better. They're trying. Well, there's definitely Sunday, 
Friday night LSU, Friday night Northwestern State are all games that should have been won. Mm -hmm. So that's three there that I know for sure off the top of my head. So definitely got to get better. I will also got to get better. No doubt. We all agree the bullpen and defense are the two things that have let this team down this year. And if they're going to get where they want to go, got to get better. In the same vein, trailed going into the eighth, uh, bottom of the eighth inning against Baylor, one. Trailed going into the bottom of the ninth against OSU and won. Trailed going into the bottom of the seventh against Texas and won. Other bullpens have blown leads against Oklahoma. So it has gone both ways. They've been a team that has had a flair for the dramatic in both directions so far this year. Blowing leads and overcoming leads, which both are pretty rare in college baseball. They have stats that they put out in the note packets every year, which is, Record when leading after seven or leading after eight. And that is always like 27 and one or 30 and two or something. Very few leads are blown. You got Jason Roughcorns of this world or uh, Trevor Martin, like they have at Oklahoma State. And, you know, they, cl- they slam the door on games. There hasn't been a lot of door slamming going on this season for OU baseball. Either way, like, Games are flopping in seventh innings and beyond. Uh, Sometimes it's them blowing it. Sometimes it's them roaring back to win it dramatically. But that's something different that's happened so far this year, which I think is very interesting. Even against teams like Oklahoma State and Texas, who have very good pitching staffs, it has happened. Now, will it continue to happen the second half of the season? I don't know. This uh, Air Comfort Solutions texter says, I guarantee that every Texas fan in Arlington this weekend wasn't from Dallas. Some Sooner baseball fans are upset because the series moved to Arlington. Why? Because Texas baseball fans travel better? Yeah, I said it. <laughs> well, I think they have more baseball fans. Uh, well, there's no doubt with they that. Tra- the tradition they travel there. They travel better. They have you know more national championships. They draw bigger crowds at home. They have more baseball fans than Oklahoma has. Oklahoma trying to change that. You know, they're trying to think bigger. They're trying to grow this program, grow that stadium, build the fan base, get more people interested in Oklahoma baseball, uh, be able to recruit better. Great recruiting weekend. They were the home team, so they were able to host recruits and families in that environment this weekend. Across the board, incredibly positive weekend. Would have loved to have finished off Sunday. That would have made it. Off the charts. This text is just gross. Just polished off a bloody steak and eggs. Cooking instructions for the steak. Slap its rear, knock the horns off, and throw it on a plate. Yummy. Why did somebody want to let us know that? Ah, That guy's angry at us now. He's coming after us. This is the 1984 guy. (laughs) Just going after everything that we don't like. Uh, how do you feel about 65% of the fans who were rooting for Texas at the OU home game? OU got the money. Texas got the home field advantage and to- two wins. I feel like you read that with a lot of anger. In your yeah, book. well, that's, perfect- that's what a lot of people are feeling right now. Yeah, I'm not bothered by it at all. I don't, I'm grateful to all the Texas fans that donated to OU baseball this weekend. Appreciate it. Um... I did. If you were in the stadium, it was not an overwhelming home field advantage one way or the other. 
I think there were more Texas fans there for sure. But, I mean, the OU fans that were there were scrappy and loud. And it was a great turnout of crimson and cream. And it was a great experience all around. I mean, I'm going to stick to that. If they had played at home, the outcome could have been different. Maybe they went two out of three. Maybe they win all three. Maybe they lose all three. Maybe it's exactly the same. Maybe you've got a south wind, TJ, with a Texas lineup that's hit 45, 50 home runs on the year, and you don't get a single win. There's no way of saying, well, if you play this series here, you win this many games, and if you play it there, you win that many games. It's impossible. They played it where they played it. It was a tremendous experience across the board. I get how if you weren't there, you don't understand that, and you're frustrated with Sunday's game. I 100% get that. But it's a bigger picture thing, man. It's a bigger picture thing. We're not going to nickel and dime our way to this thing. Oklahoma is going to the SEC. They are massively behind in their baseball facility. They have not had a Love's Travel Stop step forward and give them $12 million. It hasn't happened. They're not going to get there at this rate and be able to turn that facility into what they want to turn it into for fan for the fans' experience and to be able to recruit a higher-level baseball player who comes into Obrate Stadium in Stillwater and looks around and then goes to Eldale Mitchell Park and looks around and says, hmm, I think I'll go to OSU or goes to Arkansas, TJ, or goes to LSU, or goes to Texas, or goes to Texas A&M, and then comes to Eldell Mitchell Park and says, no thanks. All of that isn't going to work out well unless OU addresses the facilities issue. they got to get it done. And right now they're nickel and diamond their way there. And this weekend was an opportunity to take a nice-sized chunk out of that, thanks to the Texas Rangers. Thanks to all the Texas fans that came, and in so doing, played three wildly entertaining baseball games. Well, two wildly entertaining baseball games. And one one. They played four games against top ten teams this week and went two and two. Their RPI went from forty five to twenty. It was a great week for OU baseball. Could have been better if they had closed out Sunday. But you gotta flush it and move on, folks. You got to flush it and move on. You got ORU tomorrow night. The second half of the season is starting. You got OSU coming up this weekend. This team is in a position to make a run to the regional. You got a really good baseball team. Get on board. You got a chance to get back to the NCAA tournament. If they have a great close to the second half of the season, this team has a chance to host a regional. Get on board. You can sit there and jump on Twitter and complain and cry and all that stuff if you want. That's fine. That's what Twitter's for. But nobody else is doing that, all right? The parents, the players, the coaching staff, the radio broadcaster, they're trying to pursue something special here, all right? Not just this year, but on into the future. you got to think bigger. Wow! That's all I had to say with that. Wow! Uh, Feel free to back me up or disagree with me. No, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I, I don't know how many people I had to text this weekend over the series getting moved and explain the financials of it and some of the things that happened this weekend. 
and I had no problem with it. I had no problem with it. There were a bunch of fans on Twitter that seemed to think like they would have overpowered Texas <laughs> and carried Oklahoma to victory. And I said, I've been at a lot of ball games out at Eldell Mitchell Park. I don't know that I've seen that too often. So I, it was a substantial dollar amount that was exchanged this weekend, and they benefited from it, and they're going to benefit from it. So I completely understand the move. Would I have and loved to see Texas this weekend and, and Norman and gone to a few games? Sure, absolutely. But I cannot tell you, and actually I wouldn't have been able to with the, the situation I ended up in this weekend, but we sat there, uh, the two of us, watching a lot of those games when he wasn't uh, you know, needing to go and take a break and watch YouTube. But I watched all three games and was highly entertained, had a great time watching those games. And as I said, I came out of it saying, I hope this is a regular thing. I hope that both schools agree to it and that this is a regular thing, that they work with the Rangers and have that series in Arlington every year because I thoroughly enjoyed watching it this weekend. I've got, for those people who are upset, I've got troubling news for you. Next year, I don't know if this is public or not, TJ. Tell me. Next year, Oklahoma is the home team for the OU Texas football game. And the plan Stop. right now is to play that Stop. game in Dallas. <laughs> They're going to get a financial sum of money jerk. from the. Oh, it's the same. Why, I know. why are we not mad about that? I know. I because they're giving up a home football game to play it in Dallas, I, and I, they're going to get a, a significant chunk of money for it. Had it been announced at the beginning of the year when the schedule was released, no one's even saying a word about this. It's because of how it ended up getting announced. So, I mean, that's all it is. All right, move on. We got to move on. We'll take a break. Back up to this. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Here's one more interesting uh, baseball nugget, TJ, about the schedule. They're ha- at the halfway point right now. They have the number three RPI in the country. They have played eight games so far against teams currently ranked in the top 25. Uh, which, by the way, does not include Auburn or Michigan, both wins that they're getting a lot of credit for, but they're not currently in the top 25. Or Baylor, for that matter. Eight games they've played so far against teams in the top 25. They will play eight games in the second half against teams currently ranked in the top 25. So... That RP or that strength of schedule, I, I think I said RPI number three. Strength of schedule number three. That strength of schedule at the end of the year is going to be a top ten strength of schedule. They just got to win the games. Get them there. Got to win the games, and, and a lot of that what you went to uh, about the stadium stuff, absolutely true. And part of that goes to and, and some of the frustration with fans. I get you got to win, and you got to win at a higher level. You got to win at a consistent level, and they're trying to build towards that, which is all tied into this. So, um, I had this question just sent to me that they said you brought it up on the broadcast on Friday okay. night. Uh, can you ask Toby why the Texas batters on deck were able to stand so far from the know. warm-up circle? They were warned, and they didn't do didn't do anything really know. about it. I heard because you guys were the simulcast Friday night, so I heard you guys talking about this. It happened all weekend. So. The on-deck circle, they would stand about 20 feet 
to the right of the on-deck circle, which is closer back around behind the hitters, you know, trying to get a better view of the pitcher. And I think twice, two or three times this weekend, the umpire stopped and told them to move back toward the circle, and they would take like a half step, and the umpire would go, okay, that's good enough. They would, Instead of being 20 feet from the circle, they'd be 19 feet from the circle. What's <laughs> the darndest thing? Like, I don't. Like what's the point? I, I don't. I'm not a big hey. You got to stand in the on deck circle kind of guy, but if you're gonna make them move over toward it, then like, like if you're gonna warn them, then do right. something about it. If you're even gonna bring it up to them, yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird, and it got chippy, uh, which you love in OU Texas. You know, you had guys talking trash. You had uh, pitchers yelling at hitters. You had hitters. You know, it, it was just. Oh, it was so good, TJ. You got to go next time if they do this again. Delicious. Oh, uh, whoever closed it out, Coy Cobb yesterday, I think, got the final out. And after the final out, he looks into the OU dugout and yells at him, and he starts doing the thing with his hand, like Mm -hmm. uh, talking or something like that. I I don't know. It was just, I hope they play again in the uh, Big 12 tournament. That was great. I thought this they... weekend's going to be the same, man. Hey, I would encourage any OU fan that can. Maybe it's sold out this weekend. Maybe. I don't know. If you have an opportunity to go, if you have not yet been to Obrate Stadium, you need to go see it. Support your Sooners, all that kind of stuff. You need to see it. And I think you would understand better. What Oklahoma State has done up there is first class, man. That is the nicest college baseball stadium I have ever seen. Everything they did about Obrate Stadium was tremendous. From the seating bowl to the outfield to the corrals, I mean, kudos. And I'm not here to give kudos to the Cowboys, you understand. But they did it upright, man. It is a fabulous facility. You go watch a game in there and look around and you go, oof, we got to do something. Go ahead, Teach. What else? You got? Uh, some people upset with you. Uh, this goes back to the 1988 thing. Toby woke up this morning and chose violence, bringing up the 1988 game. Sorry, sorry, uh, that's on me. This one says uh, on the Air Comfort Solutions tax line: the voice of the Sooners being a real jerk this morning. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> Was I being a jerk? You were ye- you were yelling at people. You were getting after them. No, I wasn't yelling at anybody. Some doesn't. Some don't think you were a jerk. This one says preach. This one says T Row has me fired up this morning. Motivational speaker, ready to sell some insurance after that baseball I, I, segment. I have. I'm not yelling at anybody. I haven't been on social media. I have no idea if anyone has been critical. You're telling me people have been critical. So they I have, have no. Been. I'm not they pointing at been. anybody at all. I'm trying to tell you, as I see it, the facts. And I got a little bit of inside knowledge as to where this college baseball program stands. I'm not here to uh, tell you who the coach should be or who the players should be or any of that kind of stuff. I'm going to support my guys always. But for me, that's a discussion for the off season, man. All that kind of stuff is for the off season. You're in the middle of it right now. Let's go. Let's get on board. This team's got this is a really good baseball team. Everybody get on board. And I think the vast overwhelming majority of people are. The vast overwhelming. For truth of the matter is if they close that game out yesterday, everybody's happy. Everybody's uh everybody's yeah. a fan then, yeah. So um, that, that sucked. This one says if you can't beat them, make money off of them. 
This one wants the numbers. Is there any info about the numbers from this weekend versus what we would normally get at a home series? I don't know that it's my place to publicly share that information. I think that would be out of line for me. So I'll leave it at that. Um, it was worth their while. I mean, it's it's <laughs> you can say it was definitely worth their while. This wasn't a few hundred bucks. No. So I mean, that's no. that can be said. I mean, yeah. If somebody other, if somebody in an administration or somebody Joe, or, or somebody Joe, wants to tweet. give me the green light, send out a tweet. I, I, if somebody wants to give me a green light, I'll share the numbers. But it would be out of line for me to talk about that kind of thing without getting approval. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Uh, Chris Plank joins us next. This hour of the T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. One more thing as we bring in Plank, TJ, that I I think became obvious this week. Reggie Willits was a big-time addition to this baseball program. That guy is really good. Agreed. They doubled the stolen base total on Silas Mm -hmm. Ardwan in almost one game. Uh, Chris Plank now joins us on our uh, or the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. You had a Sunday off, Plank. Uh, well, can from we, softball anyway. Can we tell my Sunday story real quick? Yeah, please. you got a second. By the way, for those of you complaining about the baseball, you know game, how long I've got? Uh, four minutes, nineteen days to the spring game. <laughs> it's a good Go count, Dad. Nineteen days to the spring game. So yeah, Sunday off. Um, pretty awesome, right? In the middle of a diamond sports yeah. season, have a Sunday off. But we're apparently getting a new puppy, Toby. But you got seven oh, dogs. Tell me about it. Were you aware of this? Apparently. Uh, um, I was aware of the conversation. And then all of a sudden, we're getting a new puppy. So Sunday, apparently we got the pick of the litter. I don't know what that means, but my wife equated it to a team having the first pick in the NFL draft. How about that? How about that? Yeah. So um, they, the, the girls are really excited, as you might imagine, 13 and 8, to get this puppy and not do anything to take care of it. And so they said, well, Dad, will you please go with us? Please go with us. Please go with us. I'm like, okay, I'll go with you. I'll go with you to pick it out. Well, on Friday, T-Row, SiriusXM called and offered me a show to preview the women's NCAA tournament. And I was like, ugh. It's a one-hour show. And by the way, Sirius XM, flat rate, baby. So it doesn't matter how many hours. Same for three-hour shows, same for one-hour nice. shows. So nice. I'm pretty fired up. But This is the guy that's making half a million making 500,000, not you, yeah. yeah. Not quite that. Um, but my daughter was – my 13-year-old was, Dad, come on, you got to go. You got you to gotta go. I'm like, okay. So I turned down his show, Toby. And then we got in the what? car. You're right. Wow. A one-hour show. what? Which, by the way – Gorgeous I yesterday. Said, that's impossible. Could have done a lot of yard work, right? Could have rested. Could have golfed, probably, right? 36, no kids. Unbeknownst to me, this puppy picking out process was a five and a half hour drive from what? From what? from Norman to somewhere. Where's the puppy? Perm, Arkansas, or oh some, my gosh, you went to another state. We went to another state. What kind and, of dog is it? 
know, white one, fluffy one. <laughs> That's all I got. But it's apparently the second kind of venture of the dog my wife has always wanted, right? That was a Frenchie. Then when she got the Frenchie, this is now the dog that everyone's always wanted. So, And I'm sitting there this whole time like this could have been an email, this could have been a phone call, but the girls loved every second of it. And you know when you see your daughter's happy what it does to you. So I was real happy about it for like 30 seconds and then realized we had a five and a half hour drive back home. Did it uh, pee and poop in the car or anything on well, the way? No, hold on, well, hold on. Here's if you the got best the number part. one pick, let's hope it's not Ryan Leaf. By the exactly, time right. Out. I hope I got me Peyton Manning. <laughs> Here's the best part, Toby. Uh, that was just picking out the puppy. We don't get it for two more weeks. Oh, my gosh. You so got to go drive back? back? They're meeting us in Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. Thankfully. Okay. So, yeah. And let me tell you something. When I say this place was one of those where I was starting to type up just the drive, not the place, by the way. On the drive, I started texting, dear friends, if you don't hear from me, something happened on this dirt road that has potholes every nah. five yards. But, yeah. So, craziness, right? You, you turned down a show? Turned down a show. One hour show. Never say never, but never. <laughs> wow. I hear you, Mike Tomlin. I hear you. I never thought. I never and then drove five and a half hours to merely pick up a puppy. Pick up a puppy. Or pick out a puppy. Uh, I'm sorry. You're right. Didn't even pick up a, pu- a puppy. Just picked one out. And I don't even know if they got the one they liked because they asked me which one I wanted. And I was like, ah, okay, we'll go with that. And my head just exploded. I'm like, we drove 11 hours today. Could have had a day off, played some golf maybe. Wow, one all hour in show. one day too. And what, right, right. Wow. There was a thought very late Saturday that, hey, maybe we should go up tonight. I'm That's like, unheard of for TJ. Holy cow, you <laughs> drove five hours yeah, one like, way listen, and five yeah. hours back in the same day? Now, I've done Dallas and the back. Big road trip. Now, I've done Dallas <laughs> and back situations like that. That's just, you know, five, uh, five six hours. To but, play whew. with a puppy for 30 minutes, right? It's like, what are we doing? The girls were happy, so. The things you'll do Chris, for your who's kids. winning tonight? Who you got tonight? I, I've got North Carolina on a heater right now. So TJ, who I you like got Brady tonight? Manic. I'm going Brady Manic and uh, Carolina. Team Manic, let's go, Brady. Let's do That's it. That's it for us today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Monday. Enjoy the championship game. One shining moment, everybody.